Right, what's cracking, lovely people? Welcome back to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast, episode 171. I'm your host, Matt Gardner. I'm a nutritional therapist specialising in sports nutrition and health span. I also work in digital healthcare as a health coach for pre-diabetics and type 2 diabetics. I'm a food fanatic and I love a bit of outdoor fizz. If you like the show, please share it with someone. Ultimately, it's the only way the show will grow. And you can subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Do me a solid and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the show notes. So 33 Fuel and I have been working together for almost uh, over three years since the show started. And they produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. Use Matt at checkout to gain 10% off your first order. So this time of year when autumn sets in, I like to to take a uh, tablespoon of their greens powder once a day, mix in water. Um, As I prepare for my trail runs, I usually do them between December and January. I I like to use, I can't talk, I like to use uh, three to five tablespoons of their energy drink in water uh, before and during my bimbles. So have a ganders and I hope you find something useful. So this week I'm speaking to Tracy Ray. Now Tracy is the health editor for Olive and BBC Good Food. She oversees all health, nutrition, fitness related content across the brands and we actually used to work together as nutritional therapists for Nuffield Health so it's brilliant to have her on the show to chew the fat, to catch up. Um, She's also the host of the BBC Good Health podcast, so I'll pop a link to that show in my show notes as well. She's had some cracking guests on there, so after you listen to this one, check that out. Body Coach has been on there, Healthy Pair, Tim Spector, um, Gut Health Doctor, a lady called Megan Rossi, so some big characters with a lot to say, Um, so I'm sure you'll find something useful. Let's get into it, lovely people, and I hope you hopefully you enjoy our conversation. Oh, come on, fella. We're in full-on Christmas mode at the moment. Are you? Why? Yeah. Well, because Christmas starts in August for us. God. Yeah. Man, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. All right, we'll, we'll get into that 100%, 100%. Cool. <laughs> Right, so we've we've already got rolling. So look, Tracy, welcome to the show. I'm interested in definitely hearing about the uh, Christmas schedule from from all your work and stuff. But I think to begin with, yeah, let's have a bit of a background. Obviously, we've caught up for about twenty minutes or so, and you know, before before recording and things like that. And um, the listeners know that we used to work together a bit. But yeah, maybe to begin with, um, you know, how are you? Where are you? And um, yeah, what's going on at the moment with you? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, It's an honor. Um, So yeah, we were just kind of catching up before uh, this started, chatting away as normal. Um, I'm in London at the moment, as I was saying, I've been here for most of the lockdown, um, which is nice now that things are kind of opening up a little bit more and I'm enjoying the increased uh, freedoms, kind of seeing people a little bit more and, getting back into the office a little bit um and yeah really really good just feeling really grateful that um everybody's doing okay and hoping that everybody out there is doing okay as well because it's been a tough old time yeah agreed agreed and I think well we're biased because we are you know we're Londoners even though maybe we don't come from here but we've lived here for many years like when the cities open up it's vibrant you know you're seeing tourists and people come come over and enjoy their time off and then you know well for me I like to I'm cycling around a lot now still trying to be careful with public transport and stuff but just the freedom of going to places 
before and after work things opened up this uh, you know it's, it's it's fantastic isn't it yeah it just gives you a new appreciation for the magic of the city um i mean i've lived in london now for about five years and i mean it's always been wonderful but i think just after seeing such a massive city in lockdown um you just really appreciate the buzz and the vibrancy um that there is and all that it has to offer so even just being out and walking around and and seeing things it's it's really really nice yeah, 100%. And look, if we stay on the kind of the buzz of vibrancy, because I was looking up a few things, um, you know, obviously being sneaky and going on to bio with your current role and things like that as well. And you talk about, you know, vibrant health, enhancing health, things like that. Maybe if we can kind of begin, I know, obviously, we haven't got a huge amount of time to go through everything you've done, you know, as, as a practitioner. Um, as a nutritional therapist you know as a writer but maybe just where where did that kind of come from helping people supporting them to enhance their health you know feel vibrant in themselves how did you know you wanted to to do that and you know progress in that way um, as as a career or is that has that always just been important to you to want to help people in that way yeah, that's such a good question, actually. Um, I guess it's a little bit of a personal journey um, story, to be honest with you. I mean, I a lot of people might know, but I actually grew up quite unhealthily. Um, I was overweight as a child. Um, I didn't know what a vegetable was until I was about 15. Lots of boxed food, um, everything powdered and microwaved. Um, and it wasn't until I was uh, a young child that I kind of really got into cooking. Um, not a plug for uh, where I work now, but I actually got really into BBC Good Food magazines. And I remember for Lent one, one year, my family are Irish Catholic. And um, instead of uh, giving up sweets or whatever, I decided to give up TV. And so instead of watching TV, I got really, really into cooking. So I started reading all the cookery magazines and cooking books and things like that. And for the first time in my life, it really became like food became a tangible thing. Um, you know, the the idea of kind of like fresh fruits and vegetables and meats and nuts and seeds. They, they became a thing that, that was added to my vocabulary, whereas before I didn't really think about it so much. Um, and within, you know, a pretty quick, short space of time, um, I took over all of the cooking for the family. So I did all of the family meals, um, cooked breakfast, lunch, dinner at the weekends. I would have dinner parties. Um, I would do baked goods. I would do cakes, everything like that. I just got totally obsessed with it. And I think, and I think that's probably where that connection started. Cause again, to be completely honest, I had zero understanding of food or health or connection to any of that when I was younger. So I think that's where it started and kind of as a consequence of that interest, myself and my family became a lot healthier. So, you know, we, we lost some weight, um, we had more energy, our skin cleared, all of those good things that, you know, you and I as practitioners now know why that would be. But at the time, you know, it kind of took that process to kind of really start understanding um, food and kind of seeing food as something other than what I'm craving or what I want to fill my tummy, if, if that makes sense. Um, and I, su I suppose 
kind of that brought me into a place where I really, really loved working with food. And I actually supported myself through college by chefing and catering. And I made wedding cakes at one point um, and all of those kind of different things. And my first degree is actually psychology and philosophy. So still wasn't quite on the nutrition train, um, but I, I was feeling healthier now. I will say <laughs> healthier to kind of as in I was slimmer and I was eating vegetables. I will caveat and say um, that the the kind of advice and things I was following probably wasn't the best. I didn't fully know what I was doing. I was eating a lot of carbohydrates and I was you know, exercising a lot, but I wouldn't necessarily say I had the most balanced diet, but I was getting there from someone that only ate packaged foods, I was getting there. Um, so it wasn't until um, I was in my second year of my psychology and philosophy that I kind of, it was particularly when I was working um, in the kitchen. So when I was like chefing and um, our, our the place got quite popular for the desserts um, that I used to make and it was wonderful and I loved that everyone was enjoying it but something kind of hit me when I'd see us kind of throwing in the chunks of butter and you'd just be salting everything and um, you know it just kind of clicked that oh it's so much fun to create this delicious food but you know I can throw anything in here to make it good like no wonder restaurant food tastes so good um, because we can throw in cream and butter and cheese and it's delicious, but does it actually make us feel good? And I think that really kind of like started that narrative in, in my mind. And I don't want to kind of talk forever, but I decided to, I, I started researching nutrition degrees. So I looked into dietetics, um, nutritional science, nutritional therapy as you'll know you know there's so many different options out there in terms of in terms of nutrition and it was nutritional therapy that really resonated with me in terms of like my beliefs and my understandings um and so i took that on in my in my last year of, of psychology and i kind of kept on on doing that through um and yeah i i haven't looked back since i've i've kind of like you know, learned and learned and learned um, so much about health and, and well-being. It's really kind of given me um, a full a full picture of that. Um, and I don't want to kind of go on forever because I could talk forever. But um, I guess I should also mention like the, the kind of extra layer of that was, you know, kind of my initial introduction being you know, being a little bit overweight, not eating too well, cooking, learning kind of a little bit about nutrition, getting into the nutrition degree. But actually, um, something that a lot of people don't know is that I've also suffered from a chronic pain disorder for most of my life. So since the age of 10 um, to, to present. Um, and so kind of it was actually moving over to London um, was one of the big reasons I moved to London was to get kind of medical support and care for that. And it was going through that that really kind of gave me the next level depth of, of kind of nutrition and into that functional medicine kind of idea. So it really kind of gave me a big, big, big perspective of, of health and everything like, like that. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. So 
trying to understand people's behaviors thoughts feelings you know from the psychology side the psychological side and then like you said there from the nutrition side um not only improving the quality of food but just from the practical side of things to merging your passion for cooking and your skills there and creating foods that you know didn't just have to be full of yes they're tasty but like you said if people are constantly filling themselves with fat sugar you know cakes things like that it's brilliant but you know is it masking something and we all listening to this you know we love those kinds of foods but when we maybe are putting in those you know types of foods more and more i think we can admit they don't always necessarily make us feel the best so you're just looking for other options won't you so and i find nutritional therapy it's interesting when i started it you know everyone obviously talks about food first but it's certainly not food alone in that um you know in in that kind of profession is it so there's a well depending on the practitioner there's quite a lot of onus on supplementation food products you know even though they are natural um there's there's a huge kind of onus on bringing certain things in so you know how how did you find that with with your food first approach and also um you know cooking from scratch you having the skills and developing that when you stepped into the nutritional therapy world you know there's there's a lot of things out there supplementation i, I know you used to work in in supplementation and things like that as well so you know how do you find the food first but kind of not food alone approach is that something that's quite important to you too you know get getting getting into some of these products and finding some of these small variable benefits or you know or do you find it's it's obviously on a case-by-case basis with people 100 percent. i mean i think i didn't know it at the time when i started doing nutritional therapy um, but it really would be that catalyst that would help me um, support my own health. Um, and so it really was just a resonance at the beginning in terms of like this, this makes sense to me um, in terms of the idea that, um, you know, what we're eating matters, um, that what we're eating affects more than just, you know, my weight or my hunger or, or things like that. Um, and then that extra layer around around supplementation and, and things like that as well, because, you know, I think diet is so important and, you know, there is there's a massive gap, as, as you say, between, you know, not only people's knowledge about the importance of diet and what makes a, a diet balance, but also how to actually, you know, maintain and create a that balanced diet for yourself. So you know, cooking skills and cooking resources and, you know, kind of recipe inspiration and, and all of those kind of things, or, you know, how to shop at the supermarket and, and get things that are, are balanced and kind of, you know, fulfill your needs. There's a big gap in that. But then also, I think what's so interesting about the practice of, of nutritional therapy is that it does, it kind of acknowledges the, the kind of deeper aspects um, of kind of our environmental influence. So particularly when I was supporting um, my pain condition, that was a really, really important thing. So this idea that, you know, having, if your stress is higher, you might have a greater nutrient need or the idea that, you know, if you're taking certain medications, you might have a greater nutrient need or if you're, you know, an athlete, you might have a greater nutrient need. So I think this idea of personalization um, really, really made a lot of sense to me. 
Um, and it really, it really worked for me personally and professionally as well. Um, you know, kind of making that balance, making sure that the diet is the foundation, the exercise, the sleep, all of those things are the foundation, but also having some things that can act as a crutch sometimes, because the reality of the situation is sometimes we do need a crutch. So, you know, if I'm feeling really, really depleted, don't tell me to go on, you know, a diet straight away. Sometimes I might need, you know, a little bit of magnesium to help me relax, or I might need a little bit of this to kind of give me the boost to get to my eventual goals. So I think that's something that I really liked as well. Yeah, I can understand that. And I think people listening can resonate with that too. And um, yeah, the, the nutritional need is an interesting one on an individual level starting with food first but not food alone and then considering what we can add in to build up and I think it's important you know if if it does no harm you know certain supplements food products adaptogens whatever they are like you said they they could be helpful morale boosters as well and it's building it's knocking on off healthy healthy habits isn't it you know healthful habits and, and forming things if you're taking your magnesium at night you're thinking you might go to bed an hour earlier or you're taking your vitamin d during the day and you think actually also maybe it's nice for me to go out and get some sun during a walk or something like that so it's all that knock-on effect isn't it definitely and i think taking it into the clinical space as well um because i think sometimes you know because like supplements and things like that are so freely available and because a lot of this information is so freely available it can kind of seem like you know you can if you're feeling a little bit tired just go and grab some iron or b vitamins or whatever but you know the reality of what you and i know is that um not only is the quantity and of of nutrient or of, of supplement important but the type of supplement and the form of you know, B12 or, mm. or iron that you're taking is important and different people need different things. So I think bringing that into the, the clinical sphere and really kind of testing people, you know, seeing what, what people need and supporting them with the, the appropriate things is, is a really great thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting advice from people that know what they're doing, testing, not guessing. And don't be afraid to ask questions because that information is readily available now. Um, yeah. And like you said, you can go to your Holland and Barrett's of the world or whatever and stock up. You know, you can buy everything under the sun. Um, it's important to to think about, you know, why you're doing it. And um, yes, yeah, sp- speaking, speaking to the right nutritionist, nutritional therapist, you know, whatever practitioner it is to see if it's worth adding into the diet. So, yeah, brilliant. If we, you know, if we if we pivot a little then, Trace, and we and we look at because obviously this is where the story picks up and, and I know less about um you know your your journey into what you're doing now so obviously from a selfish point of view get you on the show because we get to catch up but also the next chapter for you um and you know i'm not even too sure if you are still doing some nutritional therapy but obviously at the time when we were working together as practitioners mm-hmm. and delivering one-to-one consultations obviously we won't see each other every day but working in a similar corporate wellness environment and things so um yeah that leap what what was that like because I haven't actually obviously seen you in person since then in in your new role I know you're doing it behind the scenes we had covid and things like that as well well I know it's still going but we had lockdown and things like that as well so yeah maybe talk me through that transition period was it a light bulb moment to be like oh I need a change or was it something you've you know you've you've had in the back of your mind and obviously you've got the tools in the toolbox to be able to do it and it was literally just actioning the change like how how was that 
Yeah, so I guess for anybody uh, listening, um, what what Matt's referring to is that last year I um, made the jump from clinical practice into uh, health media. Um, So I'm the health editor at BBC Good Food and Olive magazine. Um, But prior to that, I was working in um, private clinical practice and then I was doing some corporate well-being work um, as well as some... um, consulting health consulting with different companies um and some doing some kind of like talks and presentations and stuff so a real kind of like range of things but definitely kind of clinical practice at at the basis and that's what i've been doing for for many years so it was quite a jump um going into this complete different role which is um you know world of journalism and media and everything like that um i I wouldn't necessarily say that it was something that was planned. Um, It was something that kind of like came to me um, and it made a lot of sense. I always, I always did have a sense that I would um, move into a different space. Um, I always wanted to start in clinical practice when, you know, when you go through university, um, I think clinical practice is that thing that you're just like, I want to kind of get my teeth in. You really kind of cut your teeth, I think, in in clinical practice, you know, seeing different cases. um, It it really, really helps you grow as a practitioner. Um, But I think something that I've always been really passionate about is the health conversation on kind of a broader sphere. Um, Because as I said, you know, when I was younger, I, to be honest, I barely had health in my vocabulary, but the little bit of health that I did have was very kind of one note. Um, You know, I kind of thought it was very black and white, yes or no, um, fact or not fact. Um, whereas kind of having gone through the all of the experiences that I have gone through and also kind of working in different health industries like, you know, psychology and, and nutrition and going into like health tech, I've consulted in health tech or, or supplements and things like that. Um, and having family members in, you know, in the medical industry and things like that, and the pharmaceutical industry, um, it really kind of made me see health as a much bigger picture um and something where you know there's there's a lot to be said um and it's really it's a big responsibility and it's important that we get that message out there properly and that's something that i've been really passionate about so when the kind of journalism came across my table and media came across my table it just kind of made a lot of sense to go that way um, and so, yeah, that's that's what brought me here. I thought, you know what, why not try it? And and it's been amazing. That is an excellent, you know, thirty thousand foot view at looking at things and yeah, answering my questions. So no, I really appreciate that. And I don't think anyone listening to this doesn't know about you know BBC Good Food. And I, I know you, things are kind of slightly chopped up differently, and they go in different directions. And you know, but once you go onto that site. Obviously, most people use it for a kind of uh, recipe information and things like that too. But you can navigate through it. You can find some of the the health, um, yeah, the the kind of health uh, media side of it too, and and some of the bits of information. And there's so much content in there. Um, you yeah, I don't know if you know how many people obviously visit the site, but it must yeah, it must be quite quite fulfilling to know that you're working on something where you you're getting a lot of eyes on it, and and hopefully it's helping people on a on a broader scale so I know there's so much 
content out there and you know most people now are going through social media to pick up quick articles and you know influencers thoughts on things but it still must be a, a big a big place for people to grab health-based information nutrition you know not only recipes from so you know that must be an excellent place to be definitely oh it, i mean it's so exciting as i said you know we get like multiple millions a, a month yeah um, in terms of traffic and you know coming back to kind of you know health media as, as a broad topic i think um it's such an important thing it's such a responsibility and it's such a confusing space as well i don't know if you feel this matt but you know something that I used to get so much from clients and, you know, even just like dinner party conversation, people chatting to me um, is, you know, what actually is healthy? You know, is this the way to go? What's the best diet? Someone, you know, my doctor said to do this, my dietitian said to do this, my nutritional therapist said to do this, my personal trainer said to do this, um, I'm taking this, I'm not taking this. And it's, it's a very confusing and overwhelming space. Um, and I think honestly, it can be for a practitioner sometimes, never mind, um, you know, a, a member of, of the general population that just really want a, a base level wants to feel good. Mm. Um, so when I when I took on this role, you know, that's something that I really had to think about in terms of, you know, the responsibility of of bringing the health voice to, to this many people and and what does that mean and you know how can how can we do that in a very evidence-based and and rigorous way but also kind of supportive and um you know resonant and and kind of open and fun and inspiring way um and so as you as you said i think a lot of people probably think about bbc good food as you know britain's number one food magazine and website which it is but actually our biggest pillar is health um so we have you know thousands of pieces of content on you know family health weaning pregnancy sports nutrition all all the different you know areas of sports running swimming um we have hormonal health, women's health, heart health, we have, you know, health benefits guides, we have, you know, thousands of different uh, healthy recipes, um, we have lots of different collections for, you know, something that actually we've introduced more recently, um, which I'm quite passionate about is bringing in recipe collections for different diet specifications. So, you know, low carb recipe collections, keto recipe collections, vegetarian keto recipe collections, uh, low salt recipe collections, low calorie, high calorie, because I think it's really important that it's not our place to tell you how to be healthy. Um, it's our role to provide you solid resources um, and solid support to help you get to where you need to be. Um, so something that we've done on, on Good Food, which I'm very excited about, is kind of bringing in a much more diverse range of, of practitioners and a much more diverse range of contributors to our different me mediums. So, you know, we have video and podcasts and social and we have the magazines and we have um, websites, but kind of, you know, bringing in doctors and dietitians and nutritionists mm. and mindfulness coaches and clinical psychologists and psychotherapists. So really bringing in the range of different practitioners so that you can hear someone talk about, say, you know, a condition like gluten intolerance or celiac disease from 
those different perspectives and kind of really get that full picture. Um, so I'm really passionate about that and, and it's really exciting what we're doing on Good Food. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I got you on. You know, obviously, small listener base for anyone listening to this, it's it's important to recognise there's a lot of tools in in the BBC Good Food toolbox. So yeah, I was obviously doing a bit of bit of admin before the show and coming across those healthy diet plans. I know that name might not necessarily be correct, but like you said, collating different recipes that are already part of you know part of the setup with with you guys but then collating them under titles like um whatever you want to call it you know vegetarian vegan ketogenic etc and you know as a practitioner um you know I'm, I'm i'm not a chef by trade i'm i'm not putting a lot of these recipes and things together i'm speaking to people as you know as as a kind of person to help with behavior change or to disseminate you know information and help them with all the nutritional noise so if i if i need to go to a resource that i know is backed by um healthcare professionals as as well as you know people like yourself who who work in health media who are nutritional therapists and things by trade i can trust the resources and it saves me time and it's you know it's not part of my role to have to put these packs together so i i can use them but then like you said if someone wanted to um listen to some content before they were maybe doing a talk as a practitioner or someone wanted to hear a bit more about i don't know something like gut health you go on to the podcast that you've done with um you know gut health doctor uh, megan i think last name i think is it rossi or something yeah and that's a way you know someone can also pick up some tidbits in there so so i think that's i, I like the range of tools that you that you're producing and i think sometimes because there's so much out there you know you mm-hmm. might land on the site and you may miss things but now obviously with the way people search they can find the podcasts and the lists are in there they can find you know where you're collating all these recipes they, they can find the articles and stuff so i think you know i think it's 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 a great resource and i champion it because i know there's people working behind it and there's a lot of effort um, and i think having those conversations online with influencers, with people that are into their health that might not necessarily are, are trained and have experience working with people one-on-one. They do bring up interesting bits of information, but I do find some of the recipes they're doing at home or some things that, that they're putting together, they're putting out to their followers, you try it and it doesn't really stand up because then you know they're not testing it. I'm not saying these people are bad, but the stuff that you guys are putting together, there's there's a lot of you know power, manpower, women power, whatever, you know, whatever behind it and and things are being tested vetted um you know constantly updated if there's recipes going up there's nutrition information in there you know there's people that are doing it properly behind the scenes so if i'm going to pull something up off there and use it i'm confident that it will stand up and there'll be things that i you know that not that i don't want to take the time but it makes me more efficient as a practitioner you know the nutrition information's on the recipes it's collated to be say um all 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 in a vegetarian section um or if i'm listening to the pod that you guys have put together from tim specter about the latest in you know personalizing your nutrition for your gut it's you know it's saving me a lot of time as a practitioner narrowing in for what i need and then coming out and then being able to go and 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 deliver and add, add my spin on it and that's why people are you know paying me to work with them so yeah, from a selfish perspective, it's 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 such a great resource, and it's nice to get you on to talk about the effort behind the scenes, and then bring out a few bits because there's so much in there. People might get a bit lost with everything that you guys do, so it's nice no. to pull apart some of it. No, thank you so much for saying that, Matt. Actually, because it's something that I I really wanted that to be the case. 
have so much, you know, resource and manpower behind the brand. And I really wanted it to be a useful resource for practitioners as well, because I mean, I come from that world and I know, you know, how many hours on top of the, the clinical consultation itself, but how many hours you're pulling together resources and recipes and supporting guides and things, which isn't, you know, the area of specialty. Mm. Whereas, you know, we have chef created triple tested recipes on the site ready to go. So it was really important to me that we start kind of creating and categorizing those um, you know, into kind of places that would work for, for practitioners. So if you do have a client that is, you know, needs a low carb diet, or you do have a client that needs a low salt diet, that, you know, you can add that link to, to the collection and have the recipes, you know, and we have it separated even into breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, but even the guides that we create, you know, like, that's another big resource for, for practitioners. Some of the best practitioners I know, you know, don't, you know, mightn't have time to be writing extra guides and things on the site. So, you know, we have a lot of things about, you know, five ways to support your gut health or how to manage um, anxiety, strategies to manage back to school anxiety, how to talk to your kids about, um, you know, COVID or not to bring up the, the, the bad C word. Um, or, you know, how to manage family conflict at Christmas. You know, we have a lot of these guides on the site and I know it is a bit of a monster. So I will just say, if you type in anything and add BBC Good Food to Google, it'll come up. So podcast, BBC Good Food, conflict, BBC Good Food, all of these things will, will come up. So that's probably the easiest way to find. But it means a lot that you said that because I do... I know the pressure that practitioners are under and also the, the care that practitioners have for their clients um, wanting to get the best for them. So it means a lot that that's a useful resource for, for you as well. Yeah, you have to work to your strengths. If anyone's listening to this and that, you know, they are a young practitioner or they're wanting to work in nutrition and they're, and they're thinking about how to kind of allot their time. You know, I'm realistic. I'm not I'm not a chef. You know, I like to cook at home. Well, my wife's far better cook than me and taking the time to kind of build a, you know loads of recipes and send them out to clients you know I'd rather work on how to how to deliver a consultation you know to be an active listener motivational interviewing techniques things like that so it's more that side and then if I can link to um, like you said an article on BBC Good Food or uh, a recipe pack um, that, that has been tested vetted you know that is that is the the thing that I'm going to do and not being too afraid to, to let people know about that to save time. So, but yeah, look, looking, looking at the time trace, I know you've been, you know, really, really helpful and giving and, and, you know, it's awesome to, to lift the lid on what you're doing, you know, coming from, um, you know, being a, a practitioner, nutritional therapist, working in kind of clinical nutrition and things, you know, now I love that kind of health media, health con- consulting and, and things. That's brilliant to hear. So, Maybe yeah. Let people know uh, how. Firstly, how they can keep in touch with you. If if if, if there's anything that you know you you, you want to let people know about them that, that they can keep in touch with you personally, and then anything that you you you're all working on that you think um, people might want to know about or they could engage in moving forward. And I, and I'll leave everything in the show notes for the listeners. Yeah. No, that would be brilliant. Um, if you don't mind, I did just want to add, um, because I feel like I've been BBC good fooding it up, <laughs> but just one thing that I, I kind of, I did experience kind of moving onto this platform.
platform where there's such a gigantic audience is you know really that understanding that you're you're not going to be able to get it right for for everybody you know when when you're dealing with massive audiences with so many different needs like you're never going to be able to tick the box for every single person what's right for one person you know might feel totally you know weird and confusing for another so i did just want to mention as well for for anyone listening and particularly also kind of new practitioners who are kind of trying to figure out different styles and and kind of what resonates with them that you know because of this um we've kind of you know created that an extra health resource under our olive um health brand so i cover olive magazine as well and we've built um what I think is a, a lovely health pillar on that brand that's kind of going a much more kind of lifestyle um, side of things. So it's much more, you know, um, nourishment, kind of lifestyle, uh, nutrition, you know, much less about kind of calories and much less kind of like diet talk, things like that, but really that kind of more like feeling um, type, type nutrition. Um, and so we've kind of decided Distinguish those pillars a little bit so that you you know you can find all of your kind of clinical or specified resources with good food but if you're if you resonate more with that kind of you know lifestyle nutrition kind of um just wanting to focus more on the food instead of the metrics mm. then we have olive magazine there for that as well mm. so i did just want to point that out um, we have the same kind of resources so you know recipe collections if you need like high fiber recipe collections or we have gut healthy breakfasts or things like that on olive as well but it's just a different kind of um tone of voice and things like that so to say that there's different resources there um depending on on your style i did just want to mention that but in terms of um you know catching up with me the best to catch me is instagram so it's at tracy ray um that's really the only social channel i'm halfway decent at <laughs> Um, and then, of course, following at BBC Good Food and at Olive Magazine as well, um, we keep everybody up to date on our latest. Um, we do have some exciting projects coming up. We did just release the um, health edition, or sorry, we did just release the Christmas edition of both of our magazines. So we're very proud of the covers on those ones. They're quite magical. Um, and there's lots of exciting health projects that will be coming up in January. So stay tuned for that. We will be releasing our free um, 2022 healthy diet plan in January, which is a free seven day diet plan um, that's just about kind of, you know, tasty recipes, seven days of tasty recipes um, that are nourishing, delicious, comforting, warming, supporting your energy, supporting immunity, all those good things. You can adapt them to lose weight if you want to, but they're not about weight loss. They're just about feeling good. And we have a meat version, veggie version, vegan version, all that good stuff. So do keep an eye on that for, for January. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice catching up with you. Yeah, 100%. No, definitely. And echoing um, yeah, your Instagram, there's a lot of tasty, uh, healthy, colourful foods and things that you're putting up. So for inspirations from that side... Um, is that the the seven days is that is that pushed out from olive and bbc uh, good food or is that is that once one side so that is a bbc good food so cool. you can get the meat and the vegetarian in our magazine and 
then the vegan is a digital exclusive so that will be rolled out in january we do have some ex- very exciting plans coming for olive as well but i can't talk about that too much yet yeah but do stay tuned we do have some fun things in the works yeah you get in trouble well i'm such a small show no no <laughs> one no one would probably hear it it's such a small show but um oh excellent and, and yeah the, the olive side you know i didn't know as much about i'm definitely going to check that out when i finish and then would you say you know Actually, mindful eating is that i think people might be able to resonate with that term listeners is that something that's a bit more is it championed uh, over on the olive side like the lifestyle yeah. side the, the kind of noticing um what you're doing in the moment eating re- reflecting on how you're feeling nourishment is that that the kind of tone you're going for 100 percent, 100 percent. because i think you know some people really love the metrics and really love the detail but for other people like there's nothing worse than being told the breakdown of, of the nutrition or calories i just want to feel my food i want to be mindful and present and you know follow my instincts and you know make recipes that really resonate with me and feel good and are fun and inspiring and that's really what we're going for the mindful eating um side of things on olive so you know again really just trying to be a a good resource a responsible evidence-based but also inspiring aspirational resource for as broad a community as we can um you know and also for any of your listeners you know we're really receptive to um recommendations and feedback so if you do ever see things on the site or there's you know topics that you think there's gaps in or there's things you'd really like to see you know please do email into the site it'll usually come um they'll usually find it and send it to me anyway um but you can email at bbc good food website um and and find us there so that would be really great as well love it yeah yeah love it i'll do that i'll put i'll put all that information in the show notes lovely people so uh trace's instagram uh details of how to get in touch with with bbc good food with the email and obviously the social media handles for both as well um and then i'll find i think i'll probably find a few articles and bits of information that i like and i'll leave in there too because you know maybe this is if you're listening to my show you might be interested in some of the things that i like well hopefully so anyway brilliant cool trace that i think you know selfishly kind of putting you on the spot here it'd be interesting to maybe get you back on springtime 2022 to kind of uh, see how things are going and because you're part of producing incredible resources that's a nice time to once we've like kind of brushed off the winter cobwebs and things and looking forward to the rest of that of that year maybe we can hear from you hear how things are going and if you want to kind of um put the spotlight on a few bits for people to to follow and keep in touch with you know maybe we could do that absolutely definitely that'd be brilliant Fam. actually sorry i'm going back but there's just one other thing that reminded me that um, might be again really useful if you have any kind of younger practitioners and, and things listening or even kind of more experienced practitioners we've built um, an online learning course with FutureLearn um, so we have a free um, uh, beginners uh, healthy cooking for beginners course um, it's a five-week kind of online interactive course 
um, that you can find on FutureLearn. I'll give you the resource as well. And then we have yeah. a paid for expert track. But I think, again, for any practitioners that are looking for kind of like extra resources, either for clients or else who might be interested in the idea of, you know, building courses themselves or creating those kind of things, um, hopefully that might be interesting and useful to kind of like see how the steps work and, and things like that as well. So I'll give you those those links as well. Amazing. Wow. You put me to work. Absolutely thrown out all those resources. And I, I think I've made enough notes and I'll try and get them all in the show notes, lovely people. But yeah, if I uh, if I have missed anything and you want to contact me about anything through on the show, definitely reach out. I always say that, um, you know, it's it's easy to get in contact with all of us. My details are there. The email addresses that uh, Tracy's going to go through with me and things and send will be there. So don't hesitate to reach out if you want something specific. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, Brilliant, brilliant episode. Probably one of my favourites of the season. So we'll be wrapping things up for this season at the end of the year and then moving on. So thanks very much for listening. Take care and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.